There is so much to talk about when we are confronting and overcoming fear in our lives. We are continuing our talk on freedom from fear. I will be right back. Hold on just a moment. Blessings to you and welcome to Walk in the Word. I'm your host, Robin. I am so glad that you are here and you have joined me for a continuation of our series on freedom from fear. This is part six. Let's get going, okay? There's so much about fear that we want to talk about because we want to destroy the spirit of fear in our lives. And the thing about fear is it can really crop up at any moment. It can happen at any time. But we want to be able to have the tools necessary. And we want to know what God says about it and how to um, overcome it, how to deal with it. So today I'm going to be reading from Matthew chapter 6. And I'm reading verse 34. So Matthew 6 verse 34 says, Therefore, don't worry about tomorrow, because tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Now, I also want to read this from the um, Passion Translation puts it in our own vernacular, in our own terms, where we can get right down to the nitty gritty. (laughs) Okay, so Matthew 6.34 in the Passion Translation, refuse to worry about tomorrow, but deal with each challenge that comes your way one day at a time. Tomorrow will take care of itself or in the earlier part of Um, verse 34. One day's trouble is enough for one day. (laughs) Okay. One day's trouble is enough for one day. So what I want to do, a couple of things I want to do in the beginning of this is talk about how this scripture, because take, we can take things out of context. We can take scriptures out of context. We can pull one scripture out and, you know, make it what we want it to be. This scripture is not saying don't plan. It's not saying don't prepare. It's not saying don't make plans for tomorrow or don't prepare for tomorrow. Because if we did that, we would be fools, I'm telling you. Um, And some people take this out of context and say, well, you know, the Bible says don't worry about tomorrow. So I don't need to worry about tomorrow. I just need to live for today. And when you live for today, you're a fool, okay? You just really don't have the concept of there is a tomorrow coming. So we're going to go into this a little deeper. What we want is, first of all, let's look at uh, some other scriptures that talk about planning and preparing for tomorrow. One of my favorites is Proverbs 16:3 Commit your work to the Lord and your plans will be established. All right? Then Proverbs 16:9 
The heart of man plans his way, yes, but the Lord establishes his steps. So you see how this is not saying we don't plan and we don't make preparation. It just means that we take those plans and that preparation and we lay them before God and we give them back to him. And we say, Lord, here are my plans. This is what I even believe you gave me to do, but I'm giving it back to you. So you can take my plans and rearrange them however you know is best for me and for the others that I'm going to be working or dealing with or serving. You make it what you want and I will submit to those plans. Right? So he's going to give them back to you in the way that he wants them to go. He's the one that orders our steps. The steps of a righteous person are ordered by the Lord. And we give him our plans and we we allow him to reorder them if necessary the way he wants them to be. Why? So that he can get the glory and he can have he has our best interest at heart now what he's also talking about here if you look at the word therefore cuz the scripture says therefore don't worry about tomorrow therefore that means there were some other things that came before he's saying okay because of all of this this is why you're not supposed to worry about tomorrow because if you go back up in Matthew 6:25 and in my bible it is headed or there's a, a heading the cure for anxiety so this is another section of chapter 6 okay so when you go above where we started he says gee now this is all in red so this is Jesus talking this is the master this is our savior talking And he is saying, don't worry about your life. Don't worry about what you will eat or drink. Again, he's not saying don't plan. He's saying don't worry. And we're going to talk about that word worry. Don't don't be concerned about what even we're going to wear. And then he says, your life is more important than food. And your body is more important than clothing. Not unimportant. But who we are is more important than what we put on us and what we put in us. Okay? So then he says, consider the birds of the sky. They don't sow. They don't reap. They don't gather in the barns. Yet your heavenly father feeds them. Think about this. God feeds the birds. Aren't we worth more than the birds? Can any of you add one moment, can any of us add a moment to our life? God has already laid out the plans that he has for us. He knows. He knew our beginning. He's going, he knows when we're going to take our last breath. He knows when our hearts are going to stop beating for the last time. Because some people, you know, have gone through that 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 point where the heart stops, but God brings them back. But there's going to be a final time. And then those of us who know Christ will meet him immediately. All right. So 
So we can't add any time to our lifespan by worrying. That is so refreshing because when you think about it, we do worry. And then when you really think about it, it's like, wait a minute, this worrying is not changing anything. (laughs) Not a thing. So, and then it's, so he says, why do you worry about your clothes? Look at the wildflowers. Look at the flowers. They don't do anything. They're just there. God is the one who gives the colors and the beauty and the splendor. And I long for the day, y'all, when I get to go someplace where I see a field of, it seems like a never-ending field of beautiful flowers. I long for that day when I want, you know, when I travel and go to a place where I can just stand in a field of flowers that go on and on for miles. I am so looking forward to that day. So I'm going to work on that because that's something that that's on my bucket list. Okay. Blue water and beautiful flowers, field of flowers that I can stand in. Okay. (laughs) Back to the scriptures. Um, The flowers, they don't labor. They don't spend thread. And then he says, yet I tell you that not even Solomon, King Solomon, who was the richest man and had access to the most, uh, the clothes that were full of splendor, wardrobes off the chain, y'all. Not even Solomon was arrayed in splendor like the flowers of the fields. Wow. The flowers in our homes are beautiful. If God takes care of the grass and the flowers of the field and gives them their colors and causes them to grow, how much more would he do for us, his own creation? So don't worry. Jesus says, don't worry saying, what will we eat or what will we wear? What will we drink? For the Gentiles, those who are not in the kingdom of God, those who don't even know Christ, they're the ones. They're the ones who worry about that. We are not to be like the world. We are not to worry about those things because God takes care of us. Then he says this most infamous of scriptures, Matthew 6, 33. Well, let me go back to 32. For the Gentiles eagerly seek all these things. They are stressing over these things. But we are not to because what does he say in verse 32? Your heavenly father knows that you need them. God knows we need food. God knows we need to drink healthy things. God knows that we need clothing. God knows And I love how Jesus put this because he said, your heavenly father. In other words, your heavenly father, the one who is supposed to provide for you and care for you and love you and make sure there's no lack in your life. He provides these things. It may not be what we want, but it will sustain us. The clothing may not be what we want. It may not be the most stylish of outfits. It may not be the best quality of shoe. But God will provide what we need. 
It may not be the steak and the filet mignon. It might be a can of tuna fish. But God will provide. I am not saying we're going to be in poverty, y'all. But understand that when God provides, we have what we need. And when he sees fit to provide more and more and in abundance, then he will do it. And he will have us in the place where we're able to receive and not squander it. Okay? Then he goes to verse 630 to chap oh, I'm sorry 633 he says but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness the things that are right before God seek the kingdom and the right things of the kingdom the right ways of the kingdom, the right attitudes of the kingdom, the right heart of the kingdom, the right motives of the kingdom, the right will of the kingdom. Seek those things. And all the things outside of that, God will provide. Wow. And because of that, here we get to therefore. Don't worry about tomorrow because tomorrow will worry about about itself. In other words, God will provide. Each day has enough trouble of its own. And when we face trouble in a day, God will provide enough for us to get through that day of trouble. We don't know what tomorrow is going to hold. And we know we have been in situations where it seems like, okay, this day was bad, but oh Lord, that day was worse. So he wants us to stay in the moment. Worry. Worry. Merim knew. M-E-R-I-M. N-A-O, the Greek word for worry. Check this out. What does worry do? It splits our thoughts between today and tomorrow. Worry causes division in the mind. When we are divided in our mind, we become anxious and we become stressed and we get drained and we have no strength for now. We need strength for now, for today. And when we don't have that strength, it means we're weak. It means we can't deal with today because our minds are over in tomorrow. Oh my God, our minds are over in tomorrow. We are double-minded. You know, I thought about this and, you know, sometimes we think double-minded only means um, 
you know, we want to serve God today. We don't want to serve God tomorrow. We we want to do the right thing today. We don't want to do the right, right thing tomorrow. It doesn't just mean that. It means that we are in anxiety and our thoughts are split. We, our human minds, as we already know, have the capacity to be divided and to be in confusion. Our thoughts, we know the thoughts can run through our minds and it's like, oh my gosh. Okay, so uh, say you're outside or I've seen pictures of the wind picking up a pile of leaves and swirling them around and swirling them around and swirling and you see those leaves going in, in circles or you see a tornado. You look at pictures of tornadoes or maybe you've been in one or been in an area and you saw the tornado coming and you saw the swirl and swirl and swirl and you saw the fu- the tornado funnel and it's swirling and swirling and swirling and in that swirl is a bunch of trash and leaves and garbage and all kinds of stuff has been caught up in that tornado that's going around and around. Well, that's what's going on in our minds when we're anxious and we're divided and the thoughts are going around in circles and that tornado is just going on in our minds. And God is saying, I need you to rest. I need you to stop this because all you can handle is today. And you can't even handle today without me. Because tomorrow, over there, you have no idea what's coming. So let's deal with right now. Let's deal with this situation that you're in. Let's deal with this, this problem today. This trouble. This thing that's causing you to fear. Let's, let's deal with this right now. Right here, right now. Jesus is telling them, I'm providing everything you need. Your heavenly father is giving you. Matter of fact, he already knows. Matter of fact, he knew before you were born what you were going to need today. You can't get tomorrow's blessing or you can't get the provision for tomorrow today. Look, he even dealt with the children of Israel in the wilderness He told them when he gave them manna from heaven, he only gave it to them day by day. He said, look, I got you today. Don't you go up in there trying to look for some manna tomorrow. Because it won't even be there. Just deal with today. Matter of fact, because you can't get to tomorrow on your own. Your times are in God's hands. My times are in God's hands. I don't know if I'm going to be here tomorrow. And then when he dealt with the children of Israel, and he said, look, okay, it's, it's going to be the Sabbath tomorrow. And on the Sabbath, you're not supposed to do any work. So today I'm giving you double manna. I'm giving you more manna than you need. So you go ahead and gather up the manna today. Uh, For today and tomorrow, go ahead, gather it up. Just what you need. Do not go and get more than you need. And what did they do? They went and tried to get more than they needed. And the manna spoiled. Because they were too concerned about tomorrow. And that they would not have enough. Listen, y'all, the word of God says our heavenly father provides what we need. Let's let tomorrow take care of itself. God, he's the only one who knows. Again, this is not saying don't plan. But say you make your plans 
And we all know this. We all know this. Our plans that we make for tomorrow can go up in smoke. They can get totally wiped out because we couldn't see something coming. But God already knew. So let's remember that this day, why don't you take a moment right now, this day, thank God for today. Ask God, no, thank God for his provision for today because he knows, our Heavenly Father knows what we need today, tomorrow, next year. He knows all of that, but he wants us to be present today. That's something that only God can do in our minds. He wants us in a place of rest. And if we're divided, if we're confused, if we're anxious, we're not in a place of rest. We get weak and weary, frustrated, angry at our neighbors, kick the dog, fuss at our kids. We don't have control over tomorrow. Let's believe God for what we need today. And I'm talking to myself too. Because tomorrow can look pretty frightening. What we think can happen tomorrow. But listen, it can always be the great, also be the greatest blessing we've ever known. But let's stay right here and right now, today. Father, we thank you for today. We thank you for providing for us today. Lord, I know some of us, it may not look like we have everything we need. It may not look like we have the strength that we need. It may not look like we have the joy or the patience or the forbearance or the long-suffering or the peace or the rest that we need today. But Lord, we thank you for it anyway because you promised you would provide it. You're our Heavenly Father. And you provide greater than any earthly father ever could. Some of us may not know what the provision of an earthly father looks like. But I'm asking you, Heavenly Father, to reach in and show us, all of us, whether we've had good earthly fathers or not, show us what a true Heavenly Father does. Show us your love. Show us your provision. Show us your guidance. Show us how much you love us today. And that everything we need is in your hands. And we stand. We stand. We bow. We kneel. We lay prostrate. However, whatever position we are in, our hands are open. Our hearts are ready 
Our minds are ready. Our lives are ready for you to pour out your provision in whatever way you know we need it for today. We thank you for your word. We thank you for Jesus who encourages us, commands us not to worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow has enough trouble of its own. But to be in the moment, waiting on you for every step, knowing that you will order our steps because we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. So you will order our steps to those places that you've provided, those people you've provided, those things you've provided, those meals you provided, those bills you provided money for, resources. You are a great provider and we thank you. You provided, my God, you provided a ram in the bush for Abraham. You did. And we thank you, Lord, for being so faithful. So faithful. We praise you. We bless you. And we we declare today that we're going to work on trusting you because when we don't worry about tomorrow, we are overcoming fear. And that is our ultimate aim, to be free from the fear that causes bondage in our lives. So God, we trust you. We lean not to our own understanding. We acknowledge you in all our ways. And we allow you to direct our paths. We thank you. We give you glory. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Well, I'll see you back next week for the next episode of Freedom from Fear. God bless you. We do have a lot of scriptures on fear, and we're going to deal with this thing, and we're going to kill it. (laughs) We're going to kill it, all right? All right, love y'all. See you next time. Bye.